0: And Erio's Production.
1: Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single, can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white. Tiny eyes with an underbite, I just need sperm. Hey, ladies and gents and everyone in between. Here we are, another week. Are you ready for this? Well, hold on, because I want to thank my latest Patreon subscribers, Jessica E., Jenna C., and Bridget C. Hell yes, women. Thank you for keeping this podcast alive. Everyone else, you too can help support the podcast by subscribing for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash spermcast. In exchange, you'll get all kinds of updates in real time, plus special audio and video. Now, for some updates. First, and most importantly, my urethra. You remember the urethra situation from last week I just want to say that I got a handful of messages confirming that yes Sometimes people can accidentally put things in their urethras I even heard a story of a urologist accidentally doing it to herself once So, I feel better Thank you, listeners And now, on to what you all really care about So, the last beta you heard about was 76 Well, the next test I had, four days later, was 366. As with the last two betas, the HCG was doubling well, but for this far along into a pregnancy, it was still way too far behind to be healthy. At this point, it should be in the thousands. The doctor ordered another blood test for four days later, which would technically be six weeks pregnant and an ultrasound to see if she could see anything in the uterus. At six weeks, you would maybe expect to see a sac in the uterus and sometimes a heartbeat. She told me that if we didn't see anything in the uterus, but my numbers were still going up, I would have something called a pregnancy of unknown location. What the fuck? I told my mom and she said, what? (laughs) Oh, we had a good chuckle about it because come the fuck on. uh, This is getting ridiculous. Hey, it's me cutting in to my own voiceover to talk about a pregnancy of unknown location. A pregnancy of unknown location is defined as the situation when the pregnancy test is positive, but there are no signs of intrauterine pregnancy or an extrauterine pregnancy via transvaginal ultrasound. In other words, you're pregnant, but there's no sign of a gestational sac in the uterus during an ultrasound. So what could it mean if you have a pregnancy of unknown location? It could mean that the embryo is just too small to be seen on an ultrasound, or it could mean that the embryo has already miscarried and sort of, you know, exited the body, or it could mean that you have an ectopic pregnancy. You know what an ectopic pregnancy is, but you know, just to review, an ectopic pregnancy occurs when a fertilized egg implants and grows outside of the main cavity of the uterus. An ectopic pregnancy most often occurs in the fallopian tube. That's called a tubal pregnancy. Sometimes an ectopic pregnancy occurs in other areas of the body, such as the ovary, abdominal cavity, or the cervix. Okay, it's me again, normal Molly, not definition Molly Okay, so where was I? Ooh So the next day after the 366 beta, I started spotting Which is, hey, that's what we want, right? And the day after that, it was a full period with cramps But of course, I was disappointed Knowing that this was confirmation that this pregnancy was not viable And that I would have to officially convince myself I wasn't pregnant but at the same time, I knew it was a great sign and I assumed that this meant that I would not be having a ectopic pregnancy. That this was going to resolve on its own. But then my thoughts started getting murky again. My pee sticks were still getting darker. This embryo was still growing. What if we saw a gestational sac in there, but with no heartbeat? Could it have survived if I hadn't stopped taking progesterone? Would I blame myself? Or what if we do see a sac and a heartbeat in there? What then? Would it be too late to restart the progesterone? Ugh. Well, one of my patrons made me feel a lot better. She's a midwife, and she said, Dr. Chung is right. This is not a viable pregnancy. This would be another miscarriage if allowed to continue. It might not have been one now, but it would be one within the next couple weeks. Stopping the drugs is allowing your body to move on so it is ready for the next step and your baby. To move on, it has to let go. Don't think of this one as a sadness. See this little one for what was restored. Peace and confirmation about your journey. Recently, you were struggling so hard with if this was the journey for you and should you be on it. This light has shown you are on the right path, but for some reason now is not the time. This can cause frustration and anger, but those emotions are ones confirming what your listeners know. You want and will be a mom a great one. She was right. I did have to let go. This was not ever going to be a viable pregnancy, even if I held on with all my might. Even though my pee sticks were getting darker, I had to let it go. This message really helped me. So Friday morning, I went in for my blood test and ultrasound. Dr. Chung was happy to hear about my period. She said my HCG was probably on its way down. And when we did the ultrasound and she didn't see anything in the uterus, she said it could be that the sac may have already come out, but that this did not rule out the chance of it being in the tube. My ovaries looked good, six follicles on the right, seven on the left. She said, hopefully we'll see that beta going down with today's blood test and we'll monitor it till the HCG is out of your system. But if that beta does still go up, we'd have to monitor it more closely. Okay, so I asked her, if this pregnancy is resolving itself right now, when could I transfer my two other embryos? And then she told me something pretty benign, but it felt like a punch to the gut. She told me I wouldn't be able to do my transfer until my next period. She said that what I'm having now, the period that I'm having now, wouldn't be considered a normal period. This would be considered bleeding due to a pregnancy that's resolving and that it would not be a good time to transfer because I need to let my uterus recover before trying to prepare it for a transfer and that the HCG in my system could affect the endometrium. Oy vey. My next transfer wouldn't likely be possible till early April. She said, it's not too far away. I said, it feels like a lifetime. Grasping at straws, I asked, what if I do a turkey baster at home? Would that be safe? She said, she wouldn't. I said, what if I do a natural stimulation egg retrieval with Dr. Yelian? She said, she wouldn't. In fact, just to balance out last week's episode, she thinks that for someone like me who has the ability to produce multiple follicles, natural and mini-stimulation IVF is not the best approach. Dr. Gellion believes that each month your body is selecting the best follicle to ovulate, but Dr. Chung says that there's no evidence that the dominant follicle was chosen and not random. And she says that there's no reason to believe that the other follicles are any less healthy. Now, I gotta say, I don't want to speak for either of them, and who knows, maybe I misunderstood things that I gleaned from my conversations with them. So please don't go making any claims to either of them and telling them what I said. Okay. Anyway, she went on to say, an egg retrieval is still a surgery, and I'd still be putting myself through a lot, and that in order to get multiple eggs retrieved, I'd need to do multiple retrievals. And she just doesn't think that that's the best path for me right now. I sighed, and I said, it just makes me sick, the idea of sitting around for a month. My egg's getting older and older, and I'm just doing nothing. But she said, you are doing something. You're letting your body recover so that you can have a successful transfer. As I left, she said, let's see where your HCG is, and hopefully it's going down. And I said, no, it's still going up. I just know. But I think it's going to go down soon. So they took some blood, and I went home feeling Really crappy. And I called my mom and dad for an update on my dad because, oh my goodness, there's just so much. He's been fighting this infection in his 22-inch scar since his surgery in December. And wouldn't you know it, they went to the hospital to check it out. And my father was admitted immediately and they said he needed surgery. They needed to open up the whole damn thing and flush out the infection. Unbelievable. Awful news. The poor guy, now 89 years old, having been able to stay in great spirits this whole time, having a a really good, solid recovery, and now this bullshit. Oh my god. The surgery was planned for Monday. Okay, so then later on, I got the call with my beta results. They'd gone from 366 to 633. I'd call that an increase, wouldn't you? I'd have to go back on Monday for another test and... Pray that that number was going down. Yes, this was officially a pregnancy of unknown location. And officially, it got a little scary when the nurse told me to call the on-call doctor if I had any sharp pains or unusual pains or go to the ER. How was I supposed to distinguish between sharp and unusual pains and the cramps from pregnancy loss? <sighs> And with that, all my upbeat, chill positivity I'd had over the last month, it just washed away and it was replaced with sadness and self-pity and fear for myself and fear for my father. I mean, I was still kind of chill, but this sucked. My poor dad, my poor mom, and now they were both gonna have to worry about me having a ruptured fallopian tube and dying. Well, I told my brother to keep his ringer on in case of emergency, and I tried to relax and I took a bath, even though I didn't want to, by Saturday morning and for the rest of the weekend. I didn't have any cramps, so that's great. And then my mom let me know that my dad now had a 50% chance of going home and not having to do the surgery, which was a big relief. But despite these positive things, I was still super emotional this weekend, like silly emotional. Here's a sample. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I'm, um, I just burst into tears. I'm driving around with my brother's kid. What's your name? Peyton. Peyton Hockey, who has been on the podcast before. Peyton spent the weekend with me. And uh, as you know, I i don't know, everybody. I'm just having a hard time. I keep bursting into tears. This morning, I got all weepy. We went to the farmer's market. and Got all weepy. I cried at the farmer's the bagel, market. In the
2: bagel stand.
1: At, at, in line for bagels. Yep. So I was crying because I saw... What did I see? Just a baby?
2: Yeah, you saw a baby and you started crying.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then I just saw two kids
3: riding a bike, a brother and a sister. (laughs) There she is. Okay. (laughs) And the girl didn't have any shoes on and I said, that's what I want.
2: (laughs) You're going to get and Peyton,
3: as you keep reminding me that I'm going to have a kid, but anyway this is how I'm feeling this weekend. That's all. Right? Yes. (laughs) You're so nice though.
2: I know. (laughs) So give me me some advisory now. Okay. Wise one. Well, I mean, I understand why you're upset, but... You've been doing this for so long that it's pro- you're probably getting like tired of it, and like you're probably getting like, oh, when is this gonna happen for me?
3: I'm really just afraid it's never gonna happen. But it is. It happens if thing. I even if I want to adopt, which I totally would do. I can't afford to adopt, and I can't foster because I don't know where I'm gonna live forever. Like you have to be in one location.
2: I think you just have to be patient, and yes, I think that. It's, I think it's going to happen, and I think that you've been, you take such good care of yourself, and you've been working so hard, and you've been, like, putting so much into this, and you have so much support from everyone, and your family, and your friends, that it's going to happen. It's just gonna, it's just taking a little bit longer. But I'm just, like, I mean, seriously, adoption is so expensive. Yeah. There was a New York Times article
1: about it this weekend that I didn't read, because I don't have a New York Times subscription, because I don't have enough
2: money. <laughs> Donate to the podcast <laughs> shameless plug time. Uh, what's your what's your thing? Spermcast? Patreon.com patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Go or, put money. Or
1: just no, I don't need you. I mean I'd love for you to do that and a lot of you are already doing that. But like I'm just wondering if down the road I get to a point where I can't.
3: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> where I can't have a baby. You can't. I know gotta have I, a baby. if I get to that point. Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I'm literally just like yeah, driving but here's around thing. crying. Here's the thing: the no, wait, wonderful- Let me finish. What I, was say. I was just gonna say, if I get to the point where I can't have a baby, uh, my own biological baby, I might need to like do. I hate the idea, but like do, like a GoFundMe or something. People give me enough money to do it, but I don't want
2: to do that. But, Why not? Bro, well, I'm really losing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna um, end up with a. Okay, so (laughs) number one, a GoFundMe, you don't need to feel bad for the GoFundMe because the whole purpose of GoFundMe is people are willingly giving you money. You aren't stealing money from anyone, and if people don't want to give you money, then they won't give you money. So I think that I really do think you're going to end up with your own biological child with a very sharp chin that can break apples (laughs) with her chin like you can but I I think that it's just taking a little longer than expected just because your biological clock is like a lot farther down the line than most people are you (sighs) know I gotta calm down yeah no it's good it's good that you're crying about it because you're letting out a bunch of like emotions it's like releasing tension. Oh my god. Oh, that air conditioner feels better. Oh, my toes. Listeners,
1: Peyton, thank you for letting me cry. You're welcome. This won't be the last of it. You're welcome. And this is And after that, I only went on to cry publicly about five more times. Okay, so this morning I went in for my blood test and on my way home, I got word from my mom, Dad is coming home. His surgery, which was scheduled for this afternoon, is canceled. This was the best, best news I could possibly receive. The infection is gone and he can get back to work on his full recovery. Phenomenal news. Now I just have to wait for my blood test results to tell me if my numbers are going down. So, while we wait... Let's do some interviews. This week, we have three guests. We're going to start with talking to Ilana Frank, the founder of the Jewish Fertility Foundation, and then we're going to talk to Selena and Josh Dean and catch up on the new exciting step they're taking. So let's get started with Ilana. We were introduced by a mutual friend, and I asked Ilana to tell me her story.
4: So like many of us in this space, my mine is personal. I, uh-huh. I suffer from infertility. I do have three children now through uh-huh. fertility treatments. And when I got married 11 years ago, I thought you'd just, you know, get married and have babies. It didn't go exactly like that. I was living in Israel at the time because we Uh had just moved there, my husband and I. And after only three months of trying, I like, I felt something was wrong. Okay. How old were you at the time? I'm 40 now, 40 minus 11. So I was like... So young. In the, in the fertility world, maybe. But I felt like I didn't understand what was going on. So I just, thank God, took initiative really quickly and started going to doctors. And I wasn't talking about it because I, you know, of course, was the only one going through infertility that I knew 11 years yeah. ago was really different than what it is today, especially on social yeah. media and all of that. And I confided in my aunt, who is part of the medical system in Israel. And I said, like, we're having a hard time. Of course, I went to a doctor, they gave me Clomid, I was going to get pregnant, but it didn't happen. And yeah. then she gave me the number and name of a private doctor, which in Israel is a little different because it's there's socialized medicine there. So, okay. you know, it's free, everything is free. And so I went to a private doctor in the evenings, like late at night, an hour away from my house with my husband, uh-huh. and we were doing IUI treatments in mm-hmm. his basement for months, And writing him a check. So does private doctor mean that he's not part of the system? No, he was a doctor who ran a big hospital fertility clinic. So he was legit, which made me feel better because he was a doctor, but he never once checked me. And he was telling my husband, who was like doing his business in the bathroom of his house in his basement, he was looking under the microscope in front of us and saying, your husband's sperm is bad. Which, wow. which was not the case. Oh, okay. So, but we, what the heck did we know? Like this, we wanted a baby. But why was he
1: in his basement if he had this clinic? Fair.
4: When you're offering your services privately, which is totally allowed and legit, you can uh-huh. have, you're allowed to have a home office or like a separate office. His separate office happened to be in the privacy of his home, but uh-huh. I wasn't under his insurance. So there, there are insurances in Israel and I wasn't under his. So I was like, I'm American. I'm used to writing <laughs> checks you know, for, for health services. And sure. so I was writing him a check. It wasn't such a big deal, I guess. Yeah. But we just didn't know to ask any questions at the time. We were trusting a doctor who was reputable, who my aunt told me to go to. And month, right. month after month, he was, you know, we were doing IUIs. I was paying him and I was not getting pregnant. And after like six months of around six months, I don't remember. It's all a blur. I said, my husband and I are like, this is weird. Like, let's get a second opinion. And thank God we got a second opinion and went to a different doctor because my tubes are blocked. Like I actually Uh. have a diagnosis. If for whatever reason I was able to get pregnant, we know it could have been ectopic or whatever. Um, My husband's sperm was fine. I was the problem, and luckily, I was able to do IVF right away. We retrieved a ton of eggs, and I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. From that first re- retrieval? So from the first retrieval, I only retrieved my eggs one time. And okay. um, they both were twins in the onset, and we lost one at each time. Uh-huh. But yeah, I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Fast forward through many, many years of secondary continued infertility. We were trying to adopt. We were coming back to America, and... I was flying back and forth with two little kids in America, flying back and forth to do more fertility treatments in Israel because I had extra embryos. And we just wanted a large family and um, (laughs) talk about stress in my, you know, my family, but it wasn't working. And then we tried adoption. And finally, we received a donated embryo.
0: Oh. In America,
4: and now I have the cutest ten-month-old. Oh my um, goodness! So that's kind of my personal journey. So how come? How come you're you had extra embryos in Israel, but you they just weren't taking? No, were they tested? No, I didn't even okay, know yeah. that existed. Eleven years ago, Nobody I, I had nobody to help me through the process. I really was alone. My husband and I, like there were so many times throughout the past. You know, 11 years that I was like, I need to grow my family. He was done after like one kid. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, he didn't get it for so long that I knew I wasn't yeah. done. And yeah. um yeah, I just kept on trying, trying, trying. He's like, how the heck are we going to pay for this once we were back in America? And yeah. it was hard. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, tell me more about the creation of this foundation. Sure. So, my background is in nonprofit. I've always for 20 years been in uh, fundraising and development community relations. So when we moved back to America, it was really, really important to not let anybody else go through what I went through from an emotional perspective. But Mm -hmm. then I was learning, oh my God, people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars for their babies. I didn't have to pay for my first two. And I was, I remember I was in the baby pool at a JCC um, near me and we were kind of talking about, well, how much did your baby cost? (laughs) <laughs> and that's when I, I swear, because I had two little babies. They were under the age of two and we were just talk It was the first time I felt really comfortable talking about it because I felt like it was easier to talk about infertility or what I went through when I already had kids. I was not talking right. about it before. And I was like, oh, my God, you paid $80,000 for those twins. That's insane. Awesome. So I was using my fundraising knowledge to say, hey, let's raise money so that you can have grow your family.
1: I got to back up for one second. Sorry. So are you saying that? So after you went to that dum-dum in Israel, you did IVF there, but that was with socialized medicine. So you didn't have to pay for it. Oh my gosh, she's nodding. I mean, even,
4: (laughs) even, I mean, I was paying taxes. Should I I working to Israel? If you're a citizen, you can take advantage. Um, (laughs) They really value, they really, really value family building in a way that America does not. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I was paying taxes and I was a citizen and I paid in other ways, but talk about taking the pressure off of the financial aspect. Again, I still had the stress of knowing my friends were getting pregnant, you know, when they looked at their husbands or all those other stresses. My husband didn't know how to make me happy. Um, We didn't have anybody to turn to for advice on what to do, but we had a whole community and society that we were able to look to to pay for it which is a huge component of it and in america you just don't don't do that
1: don't have that yeah well you put so much pressure on each cycle too because of the money that you're putting into it yeah i feel like if i knew that i could just keep trying forever i'd be happy i'd be fine yeah but like I can't.
4: Yeah. And so basically, I just started talking about five years ago now. I started talking to anybody who would listen to me in Atlanta. And through that process, I found some really great people who also had this passion to help other people. We developed a board. I, you know, begged foundations to help support us. And we got our first big grant, which allowed me only like a year and a half after we started to become the CEO. So wow. We, you know, our programs don't cost so much money. It's really what costs money in our organization is staffing and giving out grants. And we have an office, we focus on three things, giving out financial assistance through grants. Uh-huh. We've given out about $365,000 in four years. Wow. We've given out like 32 fertility grants. We've made 32 babies, not that it's always about the baby, but, right. you know, it's it's about the process of supporting somebody going through it. But it is yeah. nice to have and see the babies at the end of it. Yeah. Um we have like 19 or 17 women that are pregnant now. Oh, my gosh. But we also offer emotional support, which is just as important. Yeah. And we have traditional support groups with infertility therapists. We have our best program is our Fertility Buddies program where we match yes. up veterans of infertility with people mm-hmm. going through it now. And then we do educational trainings. Our focus is on the Jewish community, but uh-huh. our services are open to anybody regardless of religious background, uh, gender, sexual preference.
0: So, yeah. we're
4: really trying to meet the needs of the community who, you know, are, are are also suffering from infertility. You know, they medically just are having a rough time getting pregnant. Yeah. So, we we work in Atlanta, Georgia. We opened up our second office in Cincinnati. And we're trying to figure it out. Now we're, we're working with donors, funders, and then also, of course, our board to strategically plan, you know, the next years of expansion. Yeah. So donors
1: and funders, where, who are they? Where do they come from? Sure. Where so, does your
4: money come from? So our money comes from a few ways. Um, like many nonprofits, we work with foundations, who are interested in supporting essentially Jewish nonprofits who like the idea of supporting the next generation of yeah. Jewish people but also yeah. you know we had to learn had to learn a little bit along the, you know the past few years to understand who our donor individual donors are mm-hmm. so we're not interested if you don't understand infertility or don't know somebody who has gone through it or don't have a child who is suffering You're not our person. Right. We don't want to convince you or have to explain to you this process. So basically, our donors are people we don't have to convince that their donation matters. They kind of just get it. They get it for some reason. Maybe they've adopted a child. Maybe their grandchild is now suffering, you know, whatever it is. But our budget's over $500,000. I mean, these are a lot of people who are donating to our cause. And how do people, do people have to apply to become a part of your program? What's what's that like? So there's a few pieces of the program. And in terms of getting um, a fertility grant, our application is online. Again, Mm -hmm. we're only servicing the Atlanta and Cincinnati community today. But again, we Uh are expanding. You need to have some sort of financial need. You can't be too wealthy. You can't be too poor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like right. a happy medium. But we also take into account if you've already spent $40,000 on treatments, we do take that into account. And we don't, yeah. you know, if you own a house, like that's a normal part of your life. We're trying to come in and say you did not expect to have to pay upwards of $20,000 for one IVF cycle. It's not an, you know, as a young family or a young person, you didn't mm-hmm. expect that. So we want to take care of that. Additionally, we work with all of the local fertility clinics to assess Mm -hmm. your medical chances of success. So we're looking at, are you likely to get pregnant? And then we're also looking at, are you likely to have residual or extra embryos in the freezer? So Mm -hmm. because we know it's a lot less expensive to do a frozen embryo transfer versus a, you know, doing it fresh or like doing the entire IVF process the egg retrieval right. and all that. so
1: you're hoping that your recipients would be able to uh, harvest enough eggs so that they would have enough embryos to try again if it doesn't work the first round you
4: got it because we know statistically okay. it doesn't always work um, I mean it's like we do put emphasis on, yeah. on that do you guys have like a certain time frame where people need to
1: like apply for this, or it's just any rolling anytime? And you guys just figure it out. Yeah,
4: well? I mean it's rolling. I think that we've been able to do to offer a two week turnaround time. We've got the process mm-hmm. down. It's all, an online application. All of our committees like understand. We we tried to really simplify simplify the process yeah. because by the time somebody's reaching out to us, they're ready to go. Like they've already yeah. had their you know, doctor's appointment, and they're ready to go. They're just trying to figure out the financing.
1: If somebody's just wanting to do a bunch of IUIs, or if somebody just
4: wants to do uh, diagnostic tests or something, I don't know, do you only... We partner with um, Hebrew free loan associations in each city. So in Atlanta, for instance, we will offer a $7,500 interest free loan that you can use toward diagnostic tests, whatever you need. In Cincinnati, uh-huh. it's a five thousand dollars interest free loan because the pricing uh-huh. in Cincinnati is a little less expensive. Uh-huh. Um, so we don't cover those costs in our grant. But uh-huh. if you are Jewish and intending to raise your child Jewish, which is part of our process, oh yeah, um, then you can get a thousand dollars from us for an IUI grant. So it's gotcha. it's less like invasive in terms of you know background yeah. and financial um, information. It's kind of like a hug from us. So yeah, Sucks that you're going through this. Let us give you yeah. a hug.
1: What about surrogacy and
4: all so, that? Well, we don't fund it. It's really expensive right now. But yeah. we, we will fund the frozen embryo transfer portion, which is, you know, in the grand scheme of $100,000, you're looking at $5,000. Yeah. But at this time, that's what we can offer.
1: And just to clarify, for those smaller things that you just mentioned, the IUIs and, and diagnostic stuff, those people need to be Jewish and raise their children Jewish. But did you say earlier that – yes?
4: The other recipients don't – okay, explain. (laughs) So our grants are intended for the Jewish community. Mm -hmm. One or both of the partners need to be Jewish. And we don't care how religious you are. That's not our emphasis. But we do want Mm -hmm. you to raise your kid Jewish, whatever that means Mm -hmm. to you. Our emotional support, our support groups, our fertility Ah. buddies, our online net like support – is open to anybody it's free it's open to anybody anybody is welcome to use our services gotcha now i don't live in atlanta or cincinnati and i'm not
1: jewish but i can count to 20 in hebrew there you go (laughs) (laughs) and i like judaism if i were to have a religion i would go with judaism awesome (laughs) so do i get the (laughs) grant give me a call (laughs) So after I made things awkward by trying to take her money, I told her where I was in my situation. Anyway.
4: Wow. It
1: would all be bearable if I knew in the end I'd have a baby. I know. One.
4: Or two, if I had endless money. I know. But we're going to get there. I know. It's not fair. But also if embryo donation is something that you want to learn about, I'm very passionate about it. And it's just a less expensive option, and just mm-hmm. a really cool option. So I'm happy to share more if you get to that point.
1: I, I like that you just said that because I, I mean, maybe for myself at that if I get to that point. But I do have a friend and her husband who are basically going through that process. So I'm going to see where they're at,
4: and maybe I can pick your brain about it. Yes.
1: Do you know about like agencies and stuff?
4: Are there agencies so that do that stuff? Every fertility clinic has embryos to donate Oh, they don't talk about it because it's not a money maker they're going to lose money on retrieving your eggs because the frozen embryo transfer is less expensive but if you went to your doctor and said I'd like to learn about that they'd tell you wow
1: did you hear that? that's wild you can just ask your fertility clinic if they have any embryos that are being donated I think that's a worthwhile question to ask your doctors (laughs) Anyway, we talked about a lot more, but this episode is jam-packed. So if you want to reach Ilana Frank or the Jewish Fertility Foundation, you can go to jewishfertilityfoundation.org or you can email Ilana directly at ilana, E-L-A-N-A, at jewishfertilityfoundation.org. And I'll put both of those links in my show notes.
0: Hold up?
1: And now we're going to move on to Selena and Josh Dean. You remember them. I had them on in season two. They had a rough fertility story and a IVF that didn't work. And you most recently heard from Selena when I had her on in November when we both had our transfers on the exact same day and we both went through the two week wait together and we both did not get pregnant. Now, for that round, Selena and Josh had selected an egg donor and a sperm donor. Combined those, made embryos, but
5: only one of them came back normal. Here's Selena with the rest of the story. We've since learned that it was normal, but really not good quality. Oh, really? We knew it was not maybe the greatest of quality. Right. I'll look to you, Josh Dean. No, that's true. But how we how come you didn't know this until now? Theory one is that... It was good enough, and with our previous doctor, we had worked hard to get to this point, so we were of the mind, let's do it. Yeah, it forward. Let's just try, because, hey, maybe it'll still happen. Yeah. But the theory also for me is, if we had said that none of them are viable, we maybe could have gone back to one of the donor places and gone, hey, give us our money back. Yeah which they are not encouraging of. They certainly... The donor places. Yes. Like, and
1: we're, it's, we're, we're not really talking about the sperm donor because that stuff's a lot cheaper. Right. So the egg donor yeah. agency,
5: perhaps? It was, is that what it is? Yeah. Like, okay. So I think we had been led to believe, which I think is true, as long as there was a viable embryo, we may as well try because they mm. aren't going to refund us uh-huh. at all. Even if the quality isn't good, it would have to have just been like aneuploid. Pardon? Aneuploid mm. is when when it's abnormal. That. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't the situation. And so our option was to try, to at least try. Right. So I guess I didn't realize how poor quality it was oh. until we went to the place we're at a new place now. Okay. So this new place was a suggestion from you,
1: which you don't, <laughs> don't <remember. laughs> which you don't remember. You don't remember. I kind of remember forwarding an email
5: to you, right? Yes, yes. Yes. It's a. It is from a listener. Yes. Exactly. In that
6: case, thanks to the listener.
5: Yeah. Thank you, listener. Major thanks to that listener. So <laughs> it's a place in Sacramento. I can say the name of it. Is there yes. a reason to not say the name of it? You like it. Yes. Yeah. Um, It's called California Conceptions. So what they do is they have their own resources to get sperm and eggs. And they make embryos. And then they go, hey, the Deans, you get this embryo. Mm -hmm. And hey, some other family, you get this embryo. Taking donor selection out of our hands completely. Mm -hmm. Though it is
6: still matched. You know, we do have a person that it knows us and what we look like and what our preferences are and yeah. you can turn down embryos if you they still send you the full uh not not pictures but they send you the full profile health profile and
5: mm-hmm.
6: heights and weights and all the questionnaires of both the donors so you still can pass but yeah
5: yeah so we wrote to them they wrote back immediately a lovely woman named valerie i can say her name she's <laughs> the greatest so? you sure Thanks. can we yeah. just love her we um immediately were We just thought she was a a warm-seeming human being. Um, We had a 45-minute phone consultation with her. I think it was January 2nd, the day after um, New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And she told us about the program. And the one that we are doing is basically you get to try three times. You get to try three times.
6: Up to two embryos each time.
5: (gasps) Amazing. For one amount of money.
6: $15,000. That
5: sounds great. Good. And And then then, if it doesn't work, if you are a candidate for this program, they will refund your money. (laughs) I know it seems impossible. (laughs) This is weird. It sounds like a lie. It sounds
6: like a (laughs) scam. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know yeah because it sounds like then two weeks after that you wind up being into them for a hundred grand and you're like i don't know how this happened but we're but no it's just like that's it yeah so basically as long if uh the the things that disqualify you are if you have attempted uh tr- egg transfer in the past or embryo transfer in the past and it hasn't worked um a, okay, or if you've had with pregnancy a, with before, a, te- a
1: normally tested, a, nor- yeah. a tested embryo that's right. normal.
6: The other uh, trick of this place, not trick, but it is that you also have to have a clean contrast
5: saline contrast. Saline contrast uh, so looking in my. And looking at my uterus and making sure it's usual that there isn't any polyps. Or yeah, range.
6: anything that might and be even a problem. And polyps
5: and stuff didn't, didn't seem to be necessarily... I think it was the shape more than anything. Mm, like a septum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. And the third is uh, body mass index within mm. a certain range. Right. So those are the three things that you have to qualify for in order to be eligible for this refund. And you also
6: have it. to do that contrast, the saline contrast there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their doctor has to do it. Right. And so anyway, we found out about this. Is
1: that the hydro... What is that? Hydrosonogram? Yes. Or is yes. it the...
5: Okay. Which I was a little nervous about because I've had a bad experience with it the two times I've done it before. Ugh. It's just been really oddly painful. It is for some people and it isn't at all for other people. So I was anxious. So we just went this week and he, this doctor that we're dealing with, we really liked, but you met him, say him for the name. first time. Dr. Zerang? Do I say it that way?
6: Uh, you... Uh, you- you just did. So okay. yes, because honestly, <laughs> when she said you can say his name, I was like, I, I mean, I certainly can't. I don't know it.
5: I,
1: mean, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I just
6: call all doctors Doc.
1: Me too. I mean, I also know their names,
5: though. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but Doc is how I start all my emails. Oh, yeah. What hey, up, Doc. Doc? yeah. hey, Doc. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Those all good. <laughs> but he was um, great. And I was able to say, this is a thing that traditionally has felt not good. And he said, well, let's try to improve on this last experience. Yeah. And he was so gentle. He explained everything within an inch of its life what he was doing, what the crinkle of paper was. Yeah, when you're going to hear gosh. a crinkle
6: of paper. You're going to hear some clicking
5: sounds. Oh That's my just gosh. the speculum. Yeah. And it was the least painful that process has ever been. Amazing. He just took an extra second, is kind of what it was. And. It didn't feel great, but it didn't feel terrible the way it has felt.
0: Yeah, So that was
5: really nice. That was very nice. Um, so he looked at our a picture of our embryo and the write-up of it, and he, in his estimation, thinks it was poor quality. So he thinks we would be eligible for this refund program. They put it to a board, so the other okay, doctors so and— Okay, so quick
1: question. So anybody can go and do this, mm-hmm. but the refund program is what you have to, like—
5: Qualify yeah, for. that's but, right. Okay. But even
6: without the refund program, I mean, you we all know fifteen thousand dollars for three transfer tries, including all the materials. Yeah, I mean, like the, you, you, you pay additionally stuff. for medication,
1: but there's not that much and medication. Testing, just a right? transfer. It's right, not like yeah, six thousand dollars. No,
6: it's. The, it, I mean, I think total, it's another six hundred dollars, like or maybe maybe seven hundred dollars. Remember, a what the number it's under thousand dollars additionally. Uh-huh. So you're. Paying sixteen grand, f- uh, and you have to travel to Sacramento three times. Okay, for each each transfer, right? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Sacramento's got a rich history.
6: It does indeed.
1: <laughs> I know nothing about it.
6: We don't know anymore. Now,
1: I've been reading a lot about the Oregon Trail lately.
6: I love the Oregon Trail. I
1: love it, Josh. Yeah, can we talk about it sometime? I'd love to. <laughs> Maybe I we wish can start we start a podcast about yeah. it.
6: Did you ever play the Oregon Trail video game?
1: I did, but I
5: didn't love that.
6: I, lo- you I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the earliest video games uh, that I really got into. I,
5: I think it was early days of dating. You were playing it, yeah. and you no, watched.
6: I just went back. That was a that was a throwback when I uh. when I went. I found an early copy of it, <laughs> and I you know you can name all of your party uh, yeah. or all of your family that's going across the thing, uh-huh. and I, and I named. I put Selena in there, and I just kept playing until until she died of dysentery. And then
5: he sent me a picture that said Selena died of dysentery. <laughs>
6: Which is just, I don't know, that's, that's a very fond memory. I just and fell
5: in love with you even I more. I knew it, yeah. Um, okay, sorry, I interrupted
1: Sacramento. You go to Sacramento three times for ultrasounds, et cetera, yeah, the
5: monitoring. The saline contrast is the first thing that you have to and qualify the, for. And oh. then if if we get to be part of this refund program, we have to go for the uterine lining check. Okay.
1: Like the e r a
5: no, that's a different thing, okay, just to see the thickness of oh
1: sure, 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 just an ultrasound is okay. right, okay,
5: seven days before the actual transfer, Got it. and then on transfer day, okay, then we would go on transfer day if it worked, what a miracle, and if it doesn't, they then we have two other times that we would try, yeah, and so we would go back again on days whatever on that day to check the thickness of the uterine lining and then for the transfer again so it's only ever two visits
6: after yeah after you've already done the contrast oh, okay yeah. contrast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's fifteen thousand dollars for three tries one to two embryos per try that's up to us okay well, uh, sorry
1: sorry can you just say it? so three tries
6: so three transfers of two, up to two embryos each
1: okay time. so it's not like six embryos i mean it
6: It could could be, be,
1: but if you choose to only do one, you might do the 15,000 and only end up using three embryos. Yes,
6: if you just do a single embryo each time. Yeah. Okay. And the medications are about $1,000 a cycle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the saline contrast ultrasound is $600. You need to still get the therapist letter,
5: which we had from last time. Did you um, not have to do this? No, because Maybe because oh, cause it's your materials. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We had to go and speak with a lovely lady. Mm-hmm. We just sat for an hour and she made sure that we were in the right headspace to proceed. And then she writes a and nice to letter. And understand
6: the challenges of, you know, how do you answer questions? What are the concerns that this child might have? And how do you normally.
5: So you have to figure that
1: stuff out now? It felt because felt very cart like before I'm the horse. Gonna, yeah. I feel like I'm, I
5: haven't done my work on that oh, yet yeah. because it's. Punishing Mm -hmm. to have to think about that When it's so theoretical Yeah Yeah. Exactly No you have to And so That was like It was kind of a Rude awakening Maybe not rude A necessary Mm -hmm. Enlightening As to like Okay these are conversations We do really have to start thinking about Mm -hmm. But once we were talking about it It actually wasn't so scary it's not scary at all No Yeah Yeah so that's part of it And And I'm sure that The therapist had some
1: Input and advice yeah, and yeah. she I'd love to talk to her someday. Yeah. She has an On adopted
5: child her own self, uh-huh. so she had just great language and thoughts and ideas and stuff and yeah, yeah we liked her. Yeah.
6: And because we had already had that and we already had a bunch of uh testing, blood testing and stuff from previous the previous uh, transfer attempt. She was like, "Well, we can just use you don't have to get another $300 letter from a therapist. We mm. just use that letter and mm-hmm. we don't have to necessarily get uh, other than a couple of the things we don't need to get. New, all new testing for everything. Like, send us th- everything you've got, and we'll apply as many things as we can, so you don't have to double up on expenses and
5: yeah. things. Yeah, that's Valerie, our coordinator at this yeah. new place. She has been so motivated for us to not have to spend additional money. Yeah, which seems impossible. Like, I don't know any place that I've been to that's really taken that into consideration. Yeah, she has put herself on a strict timeline because. We had a bunch of tests from the last time we did this, and she really wants those tests to still be valid. So we're gonna make this happen before they all expire. Yeah. What? Why would she <laughs> even care? She cares. That seems so crazy. Yeah,
1: that is. It's great. Yeah. Right. They, n- nobody ever seems to care about the money factor. In fact, they always seem kind of shocked when I'm concerned. Concerned or want to know? Excuse me. What was this charge on my credit card yeah. for? Yes. Like. Oh, well, I mean, you could. OK, well, let's let me try and figure that out for you. It's like, yes, yeah.
6: please. You should please. Know. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one charging me for it. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. Yeah. yeah. I know, and it
5: seems like a like a dirty thing to talk about the money, yeah. even though, like, it's a huge part of this. I was You're thinking
6: about that. And it, it's one of the biggest challenges of this whole journey to me. It could either be purely medical you know, and scientific and straight ahead. But then all of these places that you go, the doctors and all the different, you know, therapists and everything, it, it then also incorporates this like, no, it's about the miracle. Like when, <laughs> after the last transfer, which was a bad, a bad embryo that we, we found out after, but before the, the doctor was like, all right, looks great. We'll go ahead and do it. And then afterwards was like, okay, now your job is just to believe that you're pregnant. And I was like, that's, not science. I or you, even you're a asking
5: possible me to, thing yeah, to do. Yeah. That's yeah you, not I can not just turn that
6: on. And so it's like I don't I don't love this weird amalgam of of like the finest science and then the amount of like magic and yes. the secret. Because then that puts the oh, onus yeah. on you. Right. Like yeah. that's like, oh, I didn't believe hard enough. Yeah. I didn't think positively
1: enough. Yeah, that's did, now
6: my fault that this didn't work. I don't love that. I think that's. I,
1: I, I get real uncomfortable with it, too. Yeah. Yeah.
6: <sighs> anyway. I don't
1: want to I don't want to shame anybody out there that does believe in uh, all that. Oh, very, stuff. very
6: good point. Very uh, good.
1: Point. No, 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 no. But like I, I get really um weird about like candles and like uh, like when I was pregnant back in February, March last mm-hmm. year. I think that I had candles that I would like, like have little rituals that I would do every night. And mm-hmm. it seems there was this whole jinxy vibe that I, I kept feeling like I was invoking somehow, and I was like, I'm messing things up. Yeah. And yes, and also like writing to baby. Yes, there was like uh, something she
6: did all of that on the first time around.
1: Yeah, oh God, it's so cringy now. Like, I mean, it's like it's okay for people to do it if it helps them, but it wasn't helping me or. And then when you get a negative, it feels like, Oh, I didn't do it hard enough. Yeah. I didn't pray hard enough. I didn't bow to that candle enough. I didn't put my heart into it. I didn't invest. touch my dog's ashes yeah. and say, Benny, send me my baby. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's
6: it's it, that's it's, unfair. It is unfair. And it's because they I just wanna in, go in, about my life. In the dialogue, <laughs> they weight it equally, right? It's like Ninety-nine percent is going to be the labs and the, yeah. the whatever, all of the your hormones and everything, all the levels being correct and and healthy materials, and then like one one millionth of it is like <laughs> a positive the endorphins from thinking positively also <laughs> helped, but it's but. To, in all the in all the the dialogue and the verbal of it is is like now now it's also on you to believe and mm-hmm. to eat right because if you have mm. if you have a snickers, you're going to be in, it's not going to happen, and that's yeah. on you because you accidentally had sugar.
5: That was a sticking point for a moment. This new clinic actually um, there's a diet that our doctor is a champion of, called Uh the EZ Diet. Go online, E-Z Diet. Uh And he has developed it and believes in it, and not just for pregnancy, but overall health. He himself follows this diet. I'm mentally pretty anti-diet. I'm Mm. a real moderate human being. I like to have all the things accessible and then get to choose. And I make healthy choices for myself, nine times out of 10, allow myself to indulge, because I've had people around me diet for years and it has not been healthy or successful. Yeah. And so I don't love the mental game of a diet. So I hear diet and it makes me a little anxious. Right. And I early when we spoke with the doctor on the phone was able to say, hey, about this diet thing, it makes me feel like this. And he went, oh, yeah, OK. Well, then, you know, don't worry about it too much. It sounds like you're pretty much doing it anyway. So yeah. like follow it. In a way that makes you feel comfortable, but also like don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. and
6: he also was able to explain the the science of why he recommends it.
5: Well, can you tell me a little bit about it? Is sure. it? just No sugar.
6: It's it's yeah.
5: Refined sugar, um, no refined sugar, no all, refined all, the all refined, refined sugars. All refined yeah, we eat sugar. nerds for breakfast. So wonderful. <laughs> <I love nerds. laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
6: <laughs> nerds
5: and Skittles. <laughs> yeah, and oh,
6: Skittles. My favorite. Um, Mine too. Wild yeah. berry.
5: And Kit Kats. Uh, oh. Not a Kit Kat guy. I love a Kit Kat
6: oh. Alright, well we don't have to fight in front of everybody, honey <laughs> very Oh, I hate when we, we wrangle in. like this uh, <laughs> I'm
5: sorry, let's make up Okay, let's make up <laughs>
6: Yeah, it is gross
5: So, no, no refined sugar Okay.
6: Yeah, no refined sugar uh,
5: Flour, like white flour, mm-hmm. so like flowers. baked goods
1: that kind of thing. We talked more about this diet, but there's not enough time Look it up, Easy Diet but we got face, into this conversation right. because of the um, the think
5: positively and yeah, do right. diets and stuff it's like that. It's these things that
6: put the it put the uh, the responsibility on us, not on the doctors. And, <laughs> and I was right,
5: able to science. tell him that that if if and when this doesn't succeed, as inevitably it feels like it won't, because here we are, which is negative. I know, but <laughs> but I said so. That's it. Worst case scenario, none of this ever works. Yeah, and I'm going to feel like it's my fault because I ate sugar. Right, one night when I shouldn't have. Right, and I don't want that onus to be on me because right. I don't buy it either. Right. Because people have been getting pregnant for years. Yeah, eating and heroin. drinking and doing all the things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're a lot
1: younger than us and having younger eggs, but whatever. For sure, but, but we're eggs, using younger eggs. Exactly, we're buying younger eggs. So let's talk about these embryos for a second, let's do it. just for clarity's sake. They go out. And they're combining different egg and different sperm. I guess I'm just wondering how many combos of egg and sperm do they have? And then they they go like, okay, we've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I bet that C would go best with Josh and Selena. Yeah. but I have
6: no idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they do that or if they go, well, uh, Josh and Selena look like these folks so let's put them together I don't think that's it because otherwise we wouldn't get these
1: because the idea is also that other parents are using these eggs the same material the same material as well Yeah, you know here I should say we never actually got to this in the interview but uh, something that we've talked about before Josh and Selena and I is that The reason it's so inexpensive is because they're basically pooling the funds of multiple embryo recipients. So you're not each paying, you know, $20,000 for egg donors. You're splitting that cost up amongst a bunch of different recipients. So how do you guys feel about... Do you think you would turn down an embryo if they said, we found a good match for
5: you? We We, we have. just did, actually. Oh, you turned it down. She's already found three different matches for us, which okay, wow. is so quick. We were told it would take one to four months, wow. this process. That's, again, how motivated and proactive she is. The, that would put a red
6: flag up for me, except for that they're also like, it's going to be Free if it doesn't work. It would be one right. thing if they were like, okay, great. We want to get you into the program. We want to sign you up and then we want to get you through the process and then pay us for the, this thing like and pay us for this you. thing. Exactly. Like they were trying to just get our money.
5: We yeah. haven't given them any money yet. We haven't
6: given them any money
5: yet. Um Yeah. So she, she found us an initial profile and um, we were really actually keen on the first one immediately. Wow. It just worked for us but we were hesitant because it was the first profile and it just seemed like Oh, this checks all the boxes already. Yeah. I, I think I'd and you maybe you. hadn't been for your consultation yet. No, yep, we, we hadn't exactly. We hadn't even met these people in the face yet, mm-hmm. and so it felt like whoa, whoa, this is all very fast. So then, by the time we got to the clinic and met them, we went, yes, we really like this profile, and she had offered us two embryos. Mm-hmm. So then Valerie said, there's actually only one embryo available mm, now. And we are feeling motivated to try to do two. Yeah. Because we haven't ever had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And We're throwing
6: everything at the wall. Yeah. Seeing what sticks.
5: And it was something that we really had to discuss between us because I felt like, let's do two. I want to maximize this and just make anything work. And Josh felt... Like, well, I don't necessarily want to speak for you. you well, know, yeah, I I, was, <laughs>
6: I thought, why don't we just try a single one the first time? And then when we feel like, okay, we've got to start pushing, mm-hmm. we can try on the second and third times to do. Just because um, having two kids versus having one kid is a big change, you know, in terms of like it puts us on a timer of like, well, this house that we have won't right. be enough in 10 years and mm-hmm. who knows where, where we'll be in 10 years and our ability to move around. And it's it's not the same as uh, of a leap as between two and three kids. Cause then you need different cars and everything. And, but, um, but it was, yeah, that was just something I was initially.
5: The goal for on. us has only been one. Like if we get right. to have one healthy child, it would be such a miracle. Right. So that's the other reason that one makes sense. But, To me, the opportunity to not have to do this more is really nice Mm -hmm. Um, because we know that even though you do a transfer of two, it cannot work. And also, maybe the two won't thaw the way that they want them to, and we will only end up with one anyway. Right. So this program, they give you a backup also. If you if both don't go, we have a backup available to us that we'll oh. be able to do the transfer with on that day, which is really okay. great also. That is <laughs> great. Gosh, they've really covered everything. They mm-hmm. have indeed. <laughs> and my thought is, if by some miraculous miracle of miracles, it does work, mm-hmm. and then there are two, it would be a massive shift in our brains but it wouldn't be a negative one and that kid would have their own biological sibling oh my gosh and that to me How is such a comfort that that person has matching biology to them yes that they have each other so like if that's the quote unquote worst case scenario what a beautiful problem that would be get we would have I to solve that, that. Exactly. So much. Mm-hmm. yeah and you guys could handle it
6: I mean, we can handle almost anything. You would love it. <laughs> We're dynamos. You are dynamos. In the sack. In the what? sack. Yeah. Guys! What? It's I'm just sorry. true. It's just you true, guys are Molly. grows. so gross. Look, we are yeah, the but- grossest. <laughs> And by the way, we apologize that we didn't get clothes on before you got here. <laughs> oh,
4: Does fine. this make you
1: uncomfortable? No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it, it makes
6: it definitely makes our neighbors uncomfortable. We should close the blinds. Drapes ever. Yeah.
5: We don't though.
6: It yeah. pays to advertise, as my mother always says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're sick. We're super uh, sick.
1: Okay, wait, hold on. I had another question. Oh, I was going to say. So let's say you, let's say you have a child from this program. And you want a sibling later on? They don't have. It would not siblings be siblings available. Nation, no. no. Okay. Yep. Okay. But they do do like they don't. They won't put two on ice for no. you for later on. It could
5: happen. Like it could happen they could be that they are. Yes. Uh, I remember Valerie spoke yeah, about it's possible, that. Possible,
6: but it, it does seem
5: pretty unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. Um, you can pay extra money to do extra testing to know whether that potential sibling would be a brother or sister. That They do yeah, they offer do, that?
6: Yeah, they do offer additional... It's a different program. I don't understand what you just said. Uh, genetic testing no, but- on the embryo?
1: So, oh, so if you had, if, you, if they if we said already we have one. two of avail- what?
5: If we already had a kid, if it all worked out and we want to do this thing again with them, oh. then they have a program where they will say, okay, you have a girl and you want a boy, great, okay. pay this extra money. You.
6: Well, though you can also, you could also do that uh, gender selection, before, like on the program we're currently on, you don't need yeah. to already have a kid for the, to be eligible for that. Right. It just yes. costs yeah. more money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we were like, well... We want to make sure that the embryo is, is fully healthy and chromosomally uh, normal and everything. So we, we'd be interested in doing the additional testing. And she said, we recommend that you don't pay the extra money and do that testing. But
1: they've already done the genetic testing. Yeah, they're
6: like, exactly. it's a healthy. They know it's they, healthy. They
1: know if it's boy or girl.
6: They do not. They do. They do. Oh, they do. Gotcha. They do.
1: They're just charging you extra money right. for that. Because- so she- No, no, no. I'm being an asshole here. I was not understanding everything completely. Turns out, and I'm only telling you this now because we didn't figure out that I didn't understand this until after we were done recording. The point is, these are untested embryos. I didn't realize that. They'd be transferring untested embryos, but of younger egg and younger sperm. So less likely to be abnormal.
6: So she was like, unless it's for family balancing reasons, Mm -hmm. we don't recommend that you do it.
1: Yeah. Okay.
6: Which is again another thing where it's like, well, you could just run up the tab if you wanted. Yeah. It's clearly just not really about that. And so we did a lot of research because it seems too good to be true in literally every way. Yeah. It seems like a scam. (laughs) We scoured the internet. And we're.
5: Yelp. I mean, because people Yelp review these things or like Reddit posts or whatever. And the worst that's been said is. Some of the doctors there lack bedside manner, and sometimes their office is disorganized. And I thought, well, that's true of literally any doctor's office. And also, when we went there, so not the case. The front desk, they were like, it was like a commercial. It was. Uh They were so sweet and lovely. Beautiful humans behind the desk, smiling. It wasn't like... Offensively decorated Like many of the Los Angeles clinics Seem to be like Opulent in a way that shows Where the money is going Yeah Yeah. It was just like A charmingly painted Bright space That's nice Smiling people behind the desk And then our doctor Greeted us And we had great care And then we met our coordinator And we instantly hugged each other
1: Oh wonderful So where did you leave things? We are and using want, the first Josh, one tell me what time it is I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, I no need problem.
2: to go have an ultrasound. Okay.
5: Five,
1: used, min- five minutes.
5: okay. 5 minutes. Okay. The first profile we're going to use as a backup. So we're going to have one single as embryo a, okay. as our backup because oh. we still really like them okay. for whatever reason we do. The second ones there were some health things that we weren't excited about. And
6: also there was some size things to us for of the donors where it felt like if that baby was Rest that size? would be a cra- yeah, just like not Giant. big enough. <laughs> Uh, no, um, uh, just like the guy was like six six two fifty 250 or something. And I was like, and that his, kid would whoa. look like, like a He-Man compared to us. It would be weird. Wow. Yeah.
5: And everyone in his family was like... Enormous. A Enormo. Yeah. Which like, that's what we're dealing with here, I guess. That, that would be fine if that's the worst case scenario. Hooray, what an amazing thing. But if we get to make these choices, <laughs> yeah. then we, she sent us another profile just yesterday and we both read through it and went... Yeah, that seems perfectly great. Okay. So we're going to, we haven't written her yet. We're going to attempt to use this new profile she just sent us as our... First transfer. Yeah, which would be, we would go March 20th to see if my uterine lining has responded to the medication. So Uh we'll be starting that uh on the 28th of February. So then by March 20th, we'll... Go back to Sacramento. The doctor will see, yes, we'll be ready, or no, we won't. And if we are ready to do the transfer, it'll be March 27th. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually all moved much faster than I expected it to Yeah.
1: I love it. I hope it works. Yeah. Yeah, so do we.
6: But also, we still don't even... I mean, the idea that this leads to a baby is so gone now. Right. Like, this it it literally just feels like well you got to go through these steps right and right. then you stop trying forever yes. that's these this is the sequence but well,
1: unrelated to that's baby a nice making place to be because you don't have to be all have all the ups and ups and downs
5: yeah. no it it really that- has felt like that like we are not we're not riding the highs and the lows so we're no. just like no we're shopping for humans right now cuz that's what everyone does a couple times a month it's yeah. like you just like get some humans in your inbox that you kind of judge <laughs> and then you don't really think about it for a while and then you take some drugs for a while yeah. but like not at all related yeah, to having a family this none of leads
6: to uh, right. a pregnancy a baby or a family these are not the things <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. yes oh this is my life now this is just what i do and yeah. this is a normal every thing every once yeah. in a
6: while you write big checks you
1: guys don't it's you like know, my don't side drop hustle $15,000 yeah no
6: well, losers weird. weird it's just
1: this is what i do
6: yeah this is kind of my thing <laughs> cuz whatever. whatever
1: whatever it's all whatever <laughs> it's, it's all whatever life. this is life and we're enjoying it yeah, I've been enjoying whatever's happening, despite the fact that right now I'm having a heavy period and hardcore cramps. That's nice. Oh, that's,
6: what a treat. Yeah. What a delight. Yeah. And I'm
1: going to go have an ultrasound, they're going to stick something up there while I've got this heavy period oh, of cramps.
5: Congratulations. Just going to let them know it's going to be
6: hectic down there. Oh, they'll
5: notice. <laughs> <laughs> Unavoidable.
6: Just walk in and be like, "I have a secret, and (laughs) you're going to discover it."
1: (laughs) (gasps) Oh, what a life! All right, well, thank you guys so much for telling me that and telling my listeners that. Yeah, California
6: Conceptions, it's dynamite.
1: I, I mean, this could be an option for me one day. It could be not the could. baby part, just the emails and the, and the yeah. drugs and oh, the yeah, dropping yeah. the 15 that could, oh
6: Yeah, God. of course. That's all that's involved.
5: <laughs> For any one of us, if we all just believe, this could be anyone's option. <laughs> oh, what a dream.
6: <laughs> what, a, what a delight.
5: But what it does sound fun. like a
1: great option. I'm, I'm, I, I wonder who... Yeah. You'll have to
5: find that email. Yeah, I'll Send dig and see. Me. Because it is a listener of yours who said they were going that route first, I think, Listener, if you're listening. Yeah, let us know.
6: Uh, also, there are uh, stories online of like, it didn't work, but, you know, we know that it just generally doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that's not a... And the, the, even those were not like, oh, these people are charlatans. It was just you know this is my journey and it didn't it didn't come together for me but then they gave me my money back and i can yeah. can or you can just roll that over into trying another six times yeah,
7: yeah
5: we're just so grateful that it does exist period that this sort of like it, it takes the acute financial burden off of the yeah. process cuz we can think about it as a longer arc rather than oh god all our it has literal to be this eggs are in this basket it has to be this time this yeah. month yeah. Yeah. yeah and so um it it for us is such a gift. And I think I hope for other humans, if they hear about this and they're in a similar situation, they explore it because, man, it's it feels like a, a real like miracle is a word I keep using and I'm not a miracle person or a believer. Yeah. But I, uh, I think you're a miracle person. I think you're a miracle person. I got to get I got to go. Because okay. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get, get nasty. Gross. We're going to put clothes on. Some we're going to put
6: some clothes on <laughs> and then we're going to do it. Yeah.
1: Okay, (laughs) bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Selena and Josh, for telling us all about California Conceptions. Of course, y'all can find California Conceptions at californiaconceptions.com, but I'll also put a link to it in my show notes. Okay, we got to end this podcast, but I have news. I've heard from Dr. Chung about my beta and here is the voicemail that i received
7: hey molly it's dr Chung calling so i have your beta level back again today and it is higher again it's up to 885 now so fortunately um concerned that we're going to need to use methotrexate to get this pregnancy to stop growing. I still don't know if the pregnancy is in the uterus or somewhere it's not supposed to be and we may not be able to figure that out definitively, but I do want to take another look by ultrasound and do another beta on Wednesday and and talk more about this methotrexate possibility. So if you can call the office and make an appointment for Wednesday OB scan and beta. We'll do that and we'll figure out what we need to do. Okay. I hope you're hanging in there. Um, Let me know if you have questions. Otherwise, I'll see you on Wednesday. Okay. Thanks, Molly. Bye.
1: Well, as you can imagine, I am not happy. I'm mildly scared that my fallopian tube will rupture and I'll have to go to the hospital. I am pissed off that if I have to take methotrexate, I won't be able to try again for three more months. And I'm just, uh, in general, very frustrated. I'm so frustrated that I almost don't want to try and sell you guys on Patreon this episode, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. If you want to find out what's going on with my fallopian tubes on Wednesday, you can find out just by subscribing for a dollar more a month. Oh, wow. I'm You know, honestly, I am so frustrated that I almost don't want to go and watch The Bachelor with all my friends. You know that's bad. I mean, I definitely don't want to go, but I know I'll feel better if I do. You know what's really sad? I don't even want to play my closing theme song. I don't want to hear that happy song. But I don't want you guys to be sad. (sighs) What if I dropped it down into like like a minor key? I don't know how to do that.
3: He could be bald and bearded, shorter, or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black, white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need
7: sperm cast.
1: <laughs> mm, that made me feel a little bit better. Alright, I'll play the song. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, I love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white, to tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm,
2: sperm cast.
7: An Erio's production. Powered by Acast.